0: As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org.
1: It shouldn't come as a surprise to us that we are god's most precious creation and that by his very nature because we please him it is his heart to want to give us everything we could possibly desire true if saved he has already given you his greatest gift salvation but salvation is free you did nothing to earn it except to ask for it but once you're saved join a church Train to serve and learn all about those wonderful promises God has made available does he expect some special good works to please him and earn those promises in this unique message what does God expect of me pastor Ray explains that your good works are not at all what pleases God the most so if not good works What does God expect of me? Surprisingly, you'll learn the something special God expects from you is simply to spread the gospel and boldly tell anyone who will listen all about Jesus.
2: I want you to open with me this morning to the book of Titus. Let's go to the book of Titus. And I started a message a couple weeks ago when we were last together and um, I wanted to pick up on it. And one of the, the things that I've been thinking about, you know, we're, we're at this beginning of this brand new year, and this year is full of hope and promise. How many of you know there's a lot of hope and promise for this year? Come on. Are, are you ready? Are you ready for this year? And wow, that's a patty cake. That's not a hand clap. Come on, make up your mind. Either clap or don't. All right. There you go. Make a joyful noise. But, um, you know, we're going to have to be ready to seize on this year and take this year over. And, and uh, I know as a church, we've got some great things to do. We've got some great, great things to accomplish for God. And, and there are great things that we need to do. I, I, feel, I feel encouraged. I feel challenged. I feel that like God is wanting to do some great things. But one of the things that I, I, I was impressed to, to say last night, and I feel impressed to say again today, is that the only thing that prevents us from getting and acquiring and having all that God would have for us is is us and and I know I can sense it I can sense it in the lives of people that people are holding back there's this spirit that's gotten on a lot of believers that we're holding back we're not giving our all we're not giving everything to God and God wants all of us and you see we've been created to make impact in this world we've been we've been created to make a difference in this world We've been created to do something in this world while we live in this place that will change other people's lives or just change the lives of the people whom we affect or who we cross paths with. And really, that's the whole purpose for the church. One of the things that kind of concerns me, and this is not a criticism, this is not a judgment, so please hear what I'm saying. This is just an observation, and, and my observation concerns me that a lot of what I see and I hear in the body of Christ is really not bringing people to a point of decision or to a point of change it's not bringing people uh, what I would say a call to action and you know because so much of what we're hearing and if we're not careful in the body of Christ we're going to convert we're going to change the church into a a place that's supposed to be life changing where we're preaching the gospel where people are being brought to a place of repentance before God being brought to a place of change before God being brought to a place where we're giving our all to the Lord and not holding back for ourselves and we're changing that into a self-help seminar how can God help me what can I get from God and listen God wants to give you everything but he requires everything in return you see uh, people say well salvation is free it is free but it isn't free it is and it isn't you don't have to do anything or pay anything to get it you see but God does require that we give him our all back yeah. And, and unfortunately, so much of what I'm seeing and so much of what I'm hearing out in the, out in the world, and I watch Christian TV, and I, I hear some messages, and they're good messages, and, and, and I'm not condemning the message and, or the messenger. I'm just concerned. It's, it's, it's a concern in my own heart that if we're not careful, we're going to lose sight of the fact that we as believers have been put on this earth to change the very course and direction of this earth We've been put on this earth to affect people in such a way that their lives will never again be the same. That they will come in contact with the very power, with the very love, with the very person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and you see, if we're not careful, a lot of our, if we're not, if we're not, if we're not careful to this and attend to this, our services, now I'm not just talking about our service, I'm talking about just the body of Christ. Because the, the people out there that are selling the most books right now are all helped, self-help oriented. It's all about what I can get. It's all about how God, you know, what God can do for me. And, and it's not so much anymore about what is it that God, I can do for you. That's right. How can I, how can I be a channel of blessing? How can, what can I do, oh God? I mean, many years ago when I first got started in all of this, There was such an excitement about being used by God. Everybody talked about being used by God. I want to be used by God. God, use me. I remember we'd we'd have services where people would just cry out, God, use me. Open up something for me. Use me in some way, Lord. And I'm just wondering if we've lost that passion and we've lost that, that, that focus and that desire in our heart to just want to be used by God. And that maybe our focus, not everybody, but maybe some, our focus is being drawn more towards what can God do for me? Me? How can God help me? How can God bless me? How can I get more? How can I get this or get, or get that? Now, there's nothing wrong with those things, because God does want to bless you. But you know, God has already appropriated everything you need, and all it is is a matter of you learning how to use your faith to acquire it and to access it. And you don't have to cry out to God for that kind of stuff. You just need to learn how to walk in faith for it and trust and believe God, and and not even think about it. But you see. Uh, There's a higher purpose there's a higher goal there's something greater that God wants to do through your life and my life And that's not just to bless us with a whole bunch of earthly junk so that we can walk around and say how blessed we are As a matter of fact, that's not that's going to prove Yeah, you know the blessings that we acquire in our life are going to somehow in some way prove to the world that God is real But that's not that's not the main major way Uh, That's not the the main proof or the major proof in your life. The major proof in your life to the world is the effect that the gospel has had in your life and how it's changed your life from this to that. You see, that's what's going to make the difference. That's what the world is going to look at now so so we've got to get our focus back and as we look and today i'm teaching today i'm imparting i'm speaking from my heart but i'm trying to set the foundation for a year that's ahead of us i believe that we have to reach farther than we've ever have in the past there are many things that i want to accomplish many things i want to get done because it's not about building buildings it's not about you know prettying up the place or putting in more spectacular equipment Praise God for that. We need it because it helps us to do the ministry. But that's not our main focus and our main goal. Our main focus and our main goal is to win the lost for Jesus Christ. To preach the gospel. To preach the gospel. That's what it's about. It's about preaching the word of God and getting men and women saved and coming into the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the impact that that will have in and on their lives. And that is the focus. Now we use all these things and they're important. They are, they have their place, but this cannot be our focus. So, so I want to get through some of the unimportant things so that we can put our focus on the more important things and to seek God in ways that we can reach more people and touch more lives. And that's what this is about. Together we can do uh, awesome things as as this church continues to grow and God continues to bring people together. We can impact this whole Northeastern section of America in such a profound and such a big and strong way. got it on my heart. I'm not going to be happy until we tear up this community. I'm not going to be happy until we tear up the Northeast. Come on and let, let this Northeastern section of America know that God is alive. He's a living God. He's an all powerful God. He's a God that blesses. He's a God that helps. He's a God that heals bodies. He's a God that brings broken relationships back together. He's the God. He's the all eternal awesome mighty God and that's what it's about that's what we're here to do but if we're not careful we're going to be inoculated by the devil with this sleeping potion this potion like well I need to go to church and get blessed and go home and just live my life and do what I always did and don't bother me I don't get you know I, I what can I do there's nothing I can do how I many of you remember the story uh, of the priest the Levite and the Samaritan when, when, when a man was robbed and beaten up and left on the side of the road for dead and, and the priest walks by and I'm assuming that's what he said he said well I, I you know I'm busy I Gotta go do stuff in the temple. I I can't, you know, I've got work to do. I I can't be bothered by that. Let somebody else take care of him. And and then the then the the uh, Levite walks by and says, Well, I'm busy, I can't I can't be involved, don't you know, I don't have time or whatever it is. I've got my own problems. How many of you have have you heard heard people say that? I've got my own issues. How many of you got your own issues? Anybody here have an issue? No, no issues. Man, you're doing great. Hallelujah. You come pray. No issue. Here's my point. As long as you live in life, you're gonna have issues. As long as you live in this earth, you're going to have trouble. As long as you live in this earth, you're going to have distractions. As long as you live in this earth, there's always going to be not enough of this, or not enough of that, or we need more of this, or whatever be As long as you live in the earth, there's always going to be something. And the, 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 the choice that you need to make in your life is that these things are not going to become excuses. These things are not going to become the excuse you use to say, well, use somebody else, not me. Every one of us needs to see... the. God can and will use you if you make yourself available and you don't hold back. I said, you don't hold back. You don't hold back. And then the Samaritan walked by and he was the most despised among the Jews of that time. The Samaritans, they were like the dirt of the earth. I mean, they they were the lowest level. And he walks by and here's the difference. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. He said he was moved with compassion in his heart. He had compassion on the man who was beaten and left on the road for dead. And he took him and he put him on his own donkey and he brought him to the inn. And he stayed with him one night and he paid all his expenses and he bound up his wounds. And then he had to get on his way the next day because he did have to attend to his own things. But he just didn't leave the man there by himself. He took money out of his own pocket. He didn't even get a tax deduction on it. Nobody even knew he did it. He didn't stand in a sanctuary in a congregation, well, hallelujah, and wave the, wave the envelope. He just took it out of his pocket quietly by himself and went over to the innkeeper and said, Here's the money, take care of the man. I'll be back as soon as I finish with my business. He made time for somebody else. Amen. He made time for someone, and, and that was motivated by a heart of compassion for someone who was hurting. I'm going to tell you what, that's a picture of the way we need to, to look at the world, because you may not come across someone who's beaten by robbers and, and, and left to the, on the side of the road for dead, but I'm going to tell you, every day you meet somebody who's spiritually beaten, who's emotionally beaten. People who have suffered loss and suffered consequences in this life and are suffering and having a hard time. Every day you come across somebody like that. What are you going to do? Are you going to be like the priest and the Levite and just walk by and say, well, I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. You're never going to have enough money. The more you have, the more you need. Well, the problem is most of the time, the more you get, the more you spend and you begin to live at a level that you can't even afford. And that's why you have no money. That's a whole nother preaching for a whole nother day. (laughs) But what are you going to do? Walk by by just like the priest and the Levite did and well, I don't want to get, don't get involved. I got enough of my own problems. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Don't get involved. You know, you never know what you're going to get involved with. Yeah, I'll give you the flip side of that. You'll never know the kind of blessing you're going to get when you get involved. (laughs) You never know how God's going to bless you back. When you start to be like the Samaritan and Jesus commended the Samaritan and he said he said who is neighbor who is the one who is truly a friend Who's the one who really, truly has compassion and a heart here? He said, take a look at it. Who is it? And, and they respond, "So well, the, the, the Samaritan. He said, you go and do likewise like the Samaritan did. And that's a word not only for the, for the disciples of that day, but that's a word for the disciples of this day. That we're to, we're to carry on that same, that same spirit going out and being like the Samaritan. helpful, being motivated by a heart of compassion. It's not all about what we can get. It's not all about what God can do for us. It's not all about the junk we can acquire, the faith toys, so to speak. You know, I'm not condemning that in any way. I mean, there's some toys I want and believe in God for, but that's not my focus in life. My focus is to help people. My focus is to be a blessing. My focus is to preach the word of God, is to give people hope, to give people hope. You see, but we've got to get on this page together. We've got to see this together. You've got to see that you have a part to play to help make it happen. You have to see that each and every one of us has a, has a part in, in the overall picture to make this come to pass. I'm going to command you to go out into the world and compel them, as Jesus said, to come in and to receive from God and to be blessed by the anointing of God in this house. Those are weak amens. I mean, when was the last time you sat down with somebody with your Bible over a cup of coffee and said, let me just share a couple of, couple of things with you. See, we've become so soft in the spirit. We've become so intimidated by the world, by the spirit of the world that there's to be times, I mean, I I remember when I first started out and all this, I, I would just, I tell my friends about I didn't care if they believed me or liked it or were offended by we're so afraid of offending people. Would you get rid of that spirit of being worried about offending people? Man, the Bible, first of all, Jesus said people will be offended for his name's sake. So don't think it's strange if you offend somebody because you share the gospel with them, because you talk about Jesus, you tell them about salvation. But I can remember, you know, when I first got started 30 some years ago and all, 31 years ago, whatever it was. I remember just telling, being so excited about sharing the gospel and opening my Bible and sharing scripture with people. And even if they weren't listening, I was still preaching. I was still talking away. Even if they turned me off, I figured I'm just going to keep. I got so, so into it and so excited about the word that I just was telling everybody about what I just learned. But, you know, have we come, have we come far from that? Have we lost some ground here in our walk with God? Is it really more about me and about how I'm going to, you know, get my own needs met? Now, listen, like I said, as long as you're alive, you're always going to get your needs met. But here's the truth of the fact of the matter is that when you hold back, you actually shut down the flow from heaven into your life. Jeremiah said it this way. He held back the word and you can read it. I don't know. It's maybe chapter 17, 18, something like that. I don't remember. You can look it up. But he, he, he held back the word and he said, I have become weary from forbearing Which means I become weary from holding back what I'm called to do. I'm, I'm weary from, from holding back the preaching of the word or called to, see, whenever you hold back, it brings weariness on into your life. You see, see, when, when, when you, when you stretch, when you give, when you, when you release, when you give freely, Jesus said, freely you've received, freely give, right? When you give, you actually enlarge the capacity within yourself for God to add more blessing back into your life. Amen. Do you all hear that? You see, but when you hold back from fear and and you're worried and you won't won't talk about the Lord, you won't, you see, and and people are, uh, I think more people are holding back in this day and age than ever before. I know it's certain about giving. Oh, thank you. I heard one little mm hmm back there somewhere. (laughs) Now it's really getting weak in here. But I know it's, I know, see, and, and, and I know its people are holding back for fear because you're listening to the prophets of the land and you're not listening to God. Do you know when you hold back your giving, you hold back your life from God, you hold back from working in the kingdom, you hold back from sharing your life and love and the love of God with the world, you actually shut down the flow from heaven into your life. The principle still remains whether we're in a time of lack or a time of abundance. Give, and it shall be given unto you. And that's not only, you know, that principle do not only plug in to, with money. I mean, you can plug that principle into any area. Of life. Give, give of yourself, give of your love, give of your time, give of your work, give of your help, help, help the kingdom of God to grow and to abound. And it says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running. I don't, I believe, yes, he's talking about money, but I believe the principle is the principle and it plugs into any and every area and arena of life. Amen, The fact of the matter is, as you release, more comes in. As you give of your time to help the kingdom, as you give of your time to other people, as you help in the church to make the church work and grow, as you go out into the world and you see yourself as a person ordained by God, blessed by God, called special. We'll we'll see it when I get to my verse at some point. Called special by God for a special purpose. You begin to see that you have a, have a purpose in life to change the course of somebody else's life, not just your own, but to affect someone else along the way and not just be in this for yourself. I, 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 God forbid, you know, I like to say that there's too many people that are sitting on the sidelines when you're supposed to be in the game. You're sitting on the bench and you're supposed to be on the field playing. You're supposed to be rolling up your sleeves and getting involved and helping and, and wonders. you know, crying out to God, God, use me. How can I be a blessing in the kingdom? Who can I touch? Who can I affect? Who can I go to, to, to speak the word of God and to help somebody? Come on, somebody in this house. You, you can't sit on the sidelines and just expect the water boy to bring you water when you need it. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be sitting on the, bench. I'd rather be the water, water boy doing something. Amen. amen right yes. so so going into this year if we're going to accomplish something if we're going to do the great things that God wants us to do then we're going to have to we're going to have to first of all stop holding back because I think there are too many people that are holding back yes. yeah. you're holding back you know you've cut back you can't do this you can't do that because of this your time you know we've got these issues that and I know everybody's got issues but that shouldn't get in the way that shouldn't get in the way of your work for God and your participation in the body of Christ and your participation in your local church and your giving to your local church and and your help, that should not get in the way. As far as I'm concerned, that's our, that's our, that's one of the top responsibilities we have. That's one of our top priorities or ought to be one of our top priorities, but most people that I know today, church and working in the kingdom and helping and giving to the kingdom has taken a very, very low place. It's not even a priority. You can't even put it. It's not even on a list of priorities. I'll go to church when I can get there. I'll give when it's convenient. I'll help when it's convenient. I'll participate when I feel like it. And maybe I'll never feel like it. And nobody better ever bring it up to me because I won't go to that church anymore. I had to pray, Lord, help me to get delivered from the faces of the people. Help me, oh God, to get delivered from the worry that I'm going to say something that's going to offend somebody. But you see, I'm not here... I'm not here to just give you a pep rally. I'm not here, I'm not here to be your, to be your, you know, what do you call these coaches? They, these personal life coaches. Because a lot of preachers that I'm hearing are more personal life coaches than they are preachers of the truth of the word of God. I'm not here to to win people's affection. I love your affection, but that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to help your life change. I'm here to help you to live the way Jesus Christ wants you to live. I'm here to help you to understand and know the Word of God and answer the call of God that's on every man's life to make impact in their world, in their sphere of influence, because that's what changes the world. We change the world one life at a time. That's how we change the world, one life at a time. The person you work next to, the person you live next to, the person you see day in and day out. And it's not, listen, it's not always, like I I said this morning, it's not, I'm not talking about going and knocking on doors. I don't believe in that kind of stuff and I, I don't think that's of any value. Knocking on doors and giving out, I don't believe in that. stuff. First, I believe that we need to live it to prove it to the world. Our lives become the living testimony of who God is by the way we love by the way we forgive by the way we treat each other let me say that again because I don't think you all heard that the way we treat each other the way we treat the people in the world who may be unlike us and different from us the way we the way we we treat them this is the this is the number one way that we're gonna preach the gospel And show it by the life that we live. But the second way is that we're going to speak to people. We're going to tell people. We're going to share with people. We're going to pray for them. You see, I don't know, to me, I don't know, the greatest joy in my life, it still is, is when I get a chance to grab hands with somebody and pray with them and watch God work in their life.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. in your order.